everybody, and welcome to Common Rider AA, the podcast where we watch and review Common Rider. This week, we are going to be watching episodes four and five of Common Rider Amazons for our commentary tracks. I don't. This lack of energy makes you sound like me, and I don't like it. I, I was trying to. Let's try to be professional. Do you want me to be like this, kids? Are you ready? Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Fuck you. Yeah, we're back. We're doing an intermission episode in between the first and second seasons of of this here podcast. Uh, I know we promised to release things earlier, but also holidays happened and also laziness. We are very lazy people. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah. But yeah, today we are watching episodes four and five of the second season of Common Rider Amazons, and we're commenting on it so you get our fresh, pl- freshly plucked from the ground reactions. Yeah, everyone knows we like those reactions to be fresh and filled with juice i don't know wait no that's fruit you don't pluck things from the ground that are filled with juice i suppose not Um, like let like lettuce and are beets juicy can you get juicy beets uh it's not ones that you've cooked that's a good question i do not know are raw beets juicy Fresh beets are crunchy, juicy, and sweet. All right. Lovely. So who wrote and directed this episode? Uh, I have no idea. Hold on one second. <laughs> it was written by Yasuko Kobayashi and directed by Ryuta Tasaki. Cool. So, uh, this episode is uh, Quo Vadis, uh, which in Latin means, where are you going? Where are we going, indeed? Yeah, where are you going? Where have you been? It's been a long time coming. Cotton Eye Joe. Those aren't the words, I think. Well, I think we're going to the video. Yes. I guess we'll start on on a countdown. Yes. All right. Be ready to sync up your own copies of it. And make sure to hit play when I say go in three, two, one, go. We go in. Yeah, they were there was that clinic that was staffed yeah. by Amazons. Sorry, it's just the uh the synopsis made me think that's something else uh that it made me think we had already seen it. But yeah, the last episode was the clinic. The elephant and the, I guess, mosquito Amazons, if I recall correctly. So, oh, like, from the song, the only things I can pick out from it are, like, uh, Star and Time. Huh. Because I know... Like five words in Japanese. Uh, right. I, I hate the idea of just stapling your wounds together. 
Oh, they're sutured, aren't they? Uh, but you saw them like staple it. it yeah. It's like a, it's an automatic suture. Ah, right. But it's basically like stapling them. I mean, you're just asking this now. God, I love that bald guy who's just completely freaked out by Amazons. Right. My guy, you're in the wrong line of work if that freaks you out. Yep. What's the name of this guy again? The uh, head of the second one? Uh, Kuroki, I think. It's been a while, folks. Uh, Kurosaki. Kurosaki, yeah. yeah. Takeshi Kurosaki. Do you think that Kurosaki, like, told you to just stand and look at that wall? I don't know. That just seems to be what she does. Yeah, but like she only does things that are asked of her. So. Uh. Like, and he seems like the kind of person to be like, I do not want you to look at me and I don't want to look at you. Right. God, like Amazon's producing offspring would be terrifying. <laughs> you see this monster in a suit? He fucks. <laughs> I mean, there were a couple of Amazons that did just have this immense, like, big dick energy, you know? And, and there's the uh, dragonfly one that used to be their uh, comrade that was pretending, pretending to be human. That guy was definitely having sex with that other guy that died. Oh, no. It's it's funny to see uh, the flashback with the green filter, and now everything just looks clear. I know, it's weird.
<laughs> it would be great if a second thing just flew out his head and hit him. I like that Kazuya's, like, they remember to keep Kazuya only doing things one-handed. Like, they gave him a prosthetic, and it would have been easy to, like, to be like, yeah, this is a fancy high-tech prosthetic that works like a regular hand. But no, like, he's doing things one-handedly. Right. You can also tell that they're, like, trying to keep the hand as, like, not in shot as much as possible. (laughs) So like, so, like, they don't have to worry about, like, putting it in a stiff glove or anything? I know, right? Oh, he's already got PTSD. I mean, I think he's had PTSD ever since, like, he saw that murder as a child. Okay. Oh. Oh, they're just going to make him into some kind of killer robot. Oh, no. Mention the fact that you want to fuck the corpse. That that feels weird. I mean, anyone would be if you wanted to turn them into just a soulless killing machine. Well, I mean, no. Like, he's, he explained it. The only reason he was like that is because she's a literal dead body. 
I love that it turns on with a growl. That makes sense. It's technically a living thing. Or at least biomechanical, for that matter. Yeah. I, I love Kurosaki's number two just being like, wait, did they go to get married? Guy's just extra. <laughs> They're eloping for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Kazia, you goober. I forgot that he lost that much. I thought it was like chunk. I thought it was like to the wrist. But yeah, it's all the way up to the elbow, I think. Yep. Because he doesn't have any uh, joint movement left. Oh, of course it's an amusement park. Uh, if only we had Cassidy here to figure out what it was called. <laughs> That's a future reference for you folks at home. Indeed. Did you? I mean, Shihiro doesn't have a before this. Shihiro, you were raised by an Amazon and then grew up in the matter of like three months into a teenager. I don't think you know how to do what normal people do. I mean, it doesn't stand out. It looks pretty fashionable. Yeah. It's not any different from what like other people are wearing, really. Yeah. You know what? What does what does that lady in the in the in the uh, dressing room? What must she think seeing you? 
I just mean, eat like that. Helping her get clothed. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I think Eeyu can clothe herself. Yeah. But... Uh... God, that looked like a penis. Oh. <laughs> it looked like a dick and balls. Well, it's because she's doing exactly what he does. Like, it's not actually, like, a cute coincidence. It's just an unfeeling thing copying uh, movements. Fips. I mean, first of all, Chihiro, doesn't human food make you want to vomit? And also, yeah. you, you use, like, a corpse? That might straight up mess her up. Yeah. Oh, how does he... I thought... Was it just sort of... Was him consuming that... I guess that pace, something that he did just to be standoffish toward uh, those other dudes? No, I'm pretty sure he said he, he doesn't like it. Huh. Uh, well, I mean, was he, was he just lying, though? I, no, I don't think so. I think this is him trying to simulate human behavior for uh, you. Because, uh, like, he isn't making any motions like it tastes good, you know? Yeah. That's a good point, yeah. She has no taste buds. She's also a walking corpse. Oh, is this why he doesn't like uh, something? Oh, that's interesting. It might just be psychosomatic. Huh. Yeah, uh, there it goes. Bro, there's a trash can 10 feet to your left. Interesting. I guess. Uh... Oh, my God. And now she's retching. Great. Oh, that's so gross. So I guess, like, the trauma of seeing his mother, Eden, uh, like, messed him up off of, like, consuming things in general. Uh -huh. But, like, I guess the, uh, like, desire to, like, the biological need to eat and being an Amazon that eats human's flesh, like, overrides that. So he'd be fine eating human flesh, but... Eating human food still triggers that. That's interesting. I don't remember that. Huh. By the way, this is going to be out of left field, but read the Warriors Cats books, people. Like, I know we're watching an emotional moment of you reconnecting with her lost memories. But at the same time, like, like Firestar's story growing from a kitty pet to, like, a great leader and just all-around good person is very good to watch. Oh, they're holding hands. Anyway, back to Warriors. So was that just not funny, or is your laughter just not being picked up? Because I know it's, it's the former, but I prefer to hope it's the latter. Well, when you said holding hands, I went... Ah! 
All right. Well, I had to force that because it my laughter doesn't get picked up pretty often. <laughs> so, I think it was around here that I. I think it's because is she. I think it was around he, this time that I got started being turned off of season two. Oh huh. But. Like now that I'm watching this like more, I'm enjoying it more. Like one of my big problems is that like the main female character uh is a literal machine almost. Yeah, like is an unthinking, unfeeling creature, like not even actually a character. But rather a uh He's like a me. object. Well, it seems like her character arc is getting her out of that sort of yeah. mode. Yeah, I just what I, at the time I wasn't really happy with how it was going and how relatively slow it was. But I like I'm enjoying it much more now. I don't know if it's because I have distance or the benefit of hindsight, or oh, if me. like I'm just older and more willing to. Uh, or, except she's not strong enough to fight. Or is she? Oh. I love that Chihiro is so starved for any form of attention that, like, He's willing to die, like die at the hands of. Do you think Kurosaki just watched them on the date, or do you oh, think he was certainly. Like, or do you think he was like, uh, I do not want to get within a thousand feet of that amusement park, so we're just going to wait for him to leave. <laughs> As I was saying before, like Chihiro is so starved for any form of attention or affection. Uh He's willing to be killed by the only person he thinks he can form a connection with. Like, even if it's not a two way street. IKZ. IKZ. Ikazo. Abbreviated. You'll see it a lot in a hollow live chat. Uh, have we talked about your hollow live addiction? We have. Uh, we've touched on it, but the hollow myth girls just unveiled their new kimono, kimono outfits. outfits and they look very good. I mean, kimonos always look good. They're like. Like there are certain clothes that always look good, like no matter what. And, like, kimonos are one of them, you know? Yeah. Like, kimonos, a well-fitted suit, and sundresses are things that I think just always look good. Yeah. Calliope Mori, in particular, has a kimono that sort the sleeves of which 
just sort of disintegrate into smoke as they get to the ends, and it looks really cool. So, uh, Chenong Sams, the, uh, ch- like the stereotypical Chinese dress, uh-huh. like, those also look amazing. Like, they just have a really good shape to them. Yeah. Was that Kurosaki, like, comforting her? I couldn't tell. Oh, no, that was another dude. Okay, it was one of the background dudes. I, I thought we got a shred of, hu- of a human moment for Kurosaki. <laughs> Has the camera work been shakier this season? I don't uh, remember this shaky season one. It's a little shakier for this fight scene. Yeah, because like it was shaking when no, no one was moving. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, suck a dick. I thought that thing was gonna go through his chest. <laughs> so did I. That would have been that would have been like <laughs> that yeah. would have been Dakotica driving right through that Amazon on Spike. There it goes. Wait, is it dead? Like ah, intensified. I, I, I don't like. I remember the deaths being different than the turning into goo, but yeah, I thought they like turned to ash or something this time. Oh, is she? In- oh boy, wonder if she's infected. Oh uh, no, it's just another moment of Hanukkah being horny for cannibalism. Yeah. Haruka is hor- uh, wait, I said Haruka. Chihiro. Uh, Chihiro is horny for two things. Cannibalism and corpses. <laughs> Fuck, we need to... I was going to say we need to shit people say for, uh, for our uh, podcast uh, Discord. But this, but, this, but this entire podcast is just shit we say. Yep. Is this is this love da, 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 that I'm feeling? Is this the love that I've been searching for? All I heard growing up was 80s music because my parents never grew out of that. Look, he's doing an EU, just staring at a wall. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. Man, it, you know the kids would do that. Just stare at walls. It'll be the newest form of planking. <laughs> just looking straight at a, a blank wall. 
maybe holding up traffic while they're doing it. Da da da. Oh, huh. I mean, man had to get his literal degree in biology. That that fucking trash can of a human being. Like this man who looks like he lives in a goddamn dumpster has a degree in bio. I know I harped on this in season one. Is that one a Shrike, I think? I, I think those are Shrike Amazon. That's a crab. Everyone, let's go! <laughs> she, she just continues to fight. I love it. I love her. These, these are some weak-ass Amazons. <laughs> Oh, yeah, is this, could this be a commune that Mamoru went, went with, maybe, at the end of season one? Could be. I, I wonder how they're doing that stunt, because it looks like he's, like, hitting him with as much force as he can, like, not pulling it. And, like, oh. obviously not a real rock, probably, like, a fake plastic one oh. but like the, that actor wasn't reacting at all to it like I wonder how they cushioned the blow from like a perspective from like a uh, choreography perspective right. I started to get more interested in figure out how they do certain tricks and all uh-huh Uh, so this is where the lysogenic cells are coming from? Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Bow, 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 Oh, Mamaru? You were right. <laughs> It is all dramatic thing happens. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh shit. You know he's serious because he's wearing a shirt. Yeah. 
Also, apparently, he's uh, protecting the source of the lysogenic cells. Is he weird? Is it maybe he's trying to just deflect attention off of, I guess, his his commune? commune? Yeah, by creating new Amazons, or is he just, or is this something bigger, and he just wants to turn humanity into Amazons? Weird. Huh. Interesting. This episode, I believe, is just straight up my favorite in the entire season. Uh-huh. Well, no, that, that's a lie, but it's, very, it's, one, it's one of my favorites. Right. So, uh, do we do... Which of our bits do we do on the commentaries again? <laughs> Rider of the Week and Monster of the Week in episode okay. writing. All right. Uh, for me, uh, my Rider of the Week will be... I think it's going to be a Chihiro. Yeah. I, I, I think he did pretty good this week. Had a very good performance, like the actor. Uh-huh. I respect the. Uh, he's also my writer. I respect his uh, attempt at helping EU regain her humanity. Like, also, I think one of the problems I had originally when watching this, I didn't get why Chihiro was so obsessed. Like, I thought, oh, why is he obsessing over her? It's just, it's weird. It doesn't make sense. But no, it does make a lot of sense looking back because. Like, now I can recognize how attention and love-starved he is, and just looking for anything to grasp onto. And she's the only entity she he doesn't feel compelled to eat, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, who's your monster of the week? God, I... Uh, I'm gonna say, uh... What's, uh... Tachibana, yeah. Uh, the head of international marketing. I, I don't right. like. I didn't like Tachibana. No one likes Tachibana. Uh, yeah, I, I don't give a. I, I hope that Tachibana doesn't like Tachibana. <laughs> I guess I'll give him the same for trying to basically mental lobotomize Chihiro. I, I mean, he explicitly said no. That's not what we're doing. But because, like, it's not. It's not the. Uh, it's not the device that's turning EU. That's making EU like emotionless. Well, no, it would do the same thing. It would. He's in his own words. It would mentally flatline Chihiro. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that all the. Uh, it's like a similar thing to what the Amazons had before with the bracelets. Like it would be curbing his urges. Shit. It would. No, never mind. I could just be misremembering. I don't have a good memory. <laughs> eh. Anyway, uh, what's your episode rating? I think I'll give this a just straight up solid eight. Okay. Because I actually no, I'll bring it down to a seven. Because like I think I think this was a good episode. I think it was pretty good. But I think that it is like it's a development episode, which are great. But I tend not to rank them all that high personally. Because I feel like the end of developments, the things that they lead up to, is what like really hit me. Uh-huh. Also, I'm pretty sure I'm going to give next episode a nine, so I don't want to... And I think it's like two, uh, two ratings better than this one. Right. So it's, I'm, like, I'm like keeping the scale from being unbalanced. 
Okay. I'm going to give it a 6.7 out of 10. It was all right, but I think the amusement park thing and just Chihiro hanging out with EU went on a little too long. I, I understand what, what it's trying to do narratively, but I think a, a, maybe a couple minutes of it could have been cut. Well, it wasn't that long, was it? Because they had the clothes shopping scene. It had them on the uh, airplane thing, had them throwing rings, and then they had the food eating scene. So, like, it was only, like, two, two real montage shots. Yeah. And then they went to the meat of it, showing that Chihiro's eating is psychosomatic rather than ingrained. Right. Well. Yeah. Which, actually, that's interesting because... So, do you remember Mamoru in season one, how he ate the burgers? And yeah. then after he accidentally ate that uh, human meat burger in the uh, butcher's shop. Yeah. At the restaurant, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, like he was like, oh, this doesn't taste as good anymore. Like, so like Amazons that have been awakened do feel that do lose their sense of taste to non-human food. And, and like, I'm pretty sure Chihiro is awakened. Like, I'm pretty sure he swallowed human meat before. He ate Kazuya's like, his... arm. Did I say Mamoru? Yeah. I, I meant Chihiro. Oh my! Well, we're talking, we're, well, I was using Mamoru as an example because I'm pretty sure Chihiro ate some human meat because, like, his mouth was bloody when they uh, caught when they caught him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, either the new type of Amazons or whatever Chihiro is can eat like human food without it. Like, can eat multiple types of food without it hurting or. It's like a mixture of it not tasting good and the memory of uh, his like childhood. Right. I was like, do, do you recall that that's Nanaha being dragged down by all those arms? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. I, I just couldn't recall if we mentioned it or not. And I, I was like, well, it for me. Yeah. It's not a spoiler. It's you can physically see her. <laughs> you can physically see that she's being eaten. Right. Well, are you ready to move on to episode five? Yes, I can. I am ready to move on to episode five, otherwise known as Rambling Roses. Uh, This one was written by Yesko Kobayashi and directed by Hidenori Ishida. Awesome. So yeah, we're going from a Sasaki episode to an Ishida episode. Sweet. Let's uh, get this set up so we can do the countdown. Alrighty, Rambling Roses. You, yeah, scrabble back to there. We go. Yeah, yeah, because it uh, it automatically skips the uh, recap when you go to next episode. Yeah. All right, count us down. All right, everybody, remember to sync up your copies at home. We're watching on Amazon Prime, and we're at press play at three, two, one, go. Ikuzo!
This is only rated 13 up. It should be more like 17 up. Oof. I mean, I think, like, there are certain rules and guidelines that make it wonky. I think because it's only blood and not gore, and because uh, it's done to non-human things, yeah. and because it can be put away as fantasy violence, I think that prevents it from being R, because I believe... R is for blood and gore, nudity, and and explicit sexual content. Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. don't know. We've seen our fair share of human gore, especially with what happened to EU. Oh, right. We did. Oh, God. We did just straight up see her eye. Yep. Oh. Uh, is this a false flag thing? Is he just taking the blame for someone else? I mean, to be fair, it would kind of track with his uh, character development last season. Yeah. Like, uh, like, towards the end, he felt very uh, out, uh, like... Very much as an outsider, like finding his place among the Amazons. And they're slowly but surely going extinct, you know? Uh huh. All right, so, like, Genocide and like attacking civilian targets and stuff like that. And you know, this is also literally terrorism, stuff like that. Unacceptable, but I can understand the uh, root reason for it. I can understand why they're doing it. So, oh wow. He's got the one yen coin right there. Oh man. Man. I think they all have it on them. It's just Kazi is the only one wearing it as a necklace. Yeah. Does uh does Nozomi's knife still have it taped on there? Uh, like if you if you spot it, let me know. Sure. I mean, Taku, Ta- Taku did more than get hurt. I'm pretty sure Taku straight up died. What the f- That's a fucked up thing to say when you're breaking a dude's arm. Hey, self-defense. <laughs> Also, what's interesting, these are all old-type Amazons. None of them are lysogenic Amazons here. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure they haven't either been able... Because, like, I'm pretty sure those are all old suit designs. Uh-huh. They were. They're from se- the first season. Yeah. There was the crab and the... Uh, I think it was the Shrike or the butter. Yeah, something like that. I- I'm pretty sure it's the Shrike because the butterfly had the cloak and the hat, remember? Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, it's the Shrike that has, like, the do-rag-looking thing. <laughs> yeah, because that's... It, it, there, you can see a couple Shrikes in that crowd there. That's a wasp. A uh, crab, shrike, uh, two shrikes, I think. Did you did you notice, see what type that one on the left was? I didn't catch it, no. I, I think that one might have been an ant. I'm also, sure it's so, oh, it, he's it, green now. I, guess I mean, maybe he, maybe he was always green and, that, and just like we <laughs> couldn't see it because of the filter. And he's got shoulder pauldrons. Yeah. I guess he's evolved. Yeah. I meant to say this last time, but I like uh, Kazuya's, like, not using a shotgun anymore because he only has one hand. Uh-huh. So, so, like, now he has that little submachine gun. Right. Oh, is it a... What's it, what you call a girl? What was her name? Yeah, her. I, damn it, I forgot. Uh, it's Mizuki. Mizuki, yeah. So, hold up. I'm sorry, Fukada and, like, you know, the 4C in general. You sent two people out into the woods alone to deal with the source of the lysogenic cells? Like, you didn't bring Chihiro or Iu with you? You didn't think, like, this sounds like a job for an Amazon's. Arika. Oh, boy. What is he doing here? Oh, he killed whoever was protecting this valve. Oh, if only it was that simple. Oh, huh. That's right. Oh, there are diff several sources, or huh. yeah, because there's a uh... do you think she was about to say Takeyama Jin? Because, like, who else would she suspect? 
That's a good question. Like he interrupted her. Like, I know you're not going to guess Mamoru. Ouch. Do you think that, uh, what do you think about the fact that apparently the source of the lysogenic cells is a dead Amazon's? Uh. Daka, 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 daka. Uh, okay. I'm gonna see what that last Amazon's was, if, even if it kills me. I'm gonna keep my <laughs> eyes open. Right. Huh? The bee freaking out over? Daishobu. Uh, he can't bring himself to kill. I think it is an ant. I think she is an ant. Amazon. Yeah. God, I love that. That's just such an... Huh, I, I, he's still wearing his armband. Yeah, but the light's not on it. Yeah. It's also, it's like, it's also not even red, so it's like completely broken. Yeah, it's deactivated at the very least. I forgot about this element of it. Oh, so all of them have eaten, eaten humans, but it's traumatized them so much they refuse to do it. Yeah, huh. That's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I forgot a lot about this show, <laughs> which is good because I get to re-experience it. Uh-huh. Yeah, these are Amazons that absolutely will never eat a human being, but at this, but they were still hunted, and they still just hate humanity. Mm. Oh, not the yet going. He still has his, doesn't he? 
Wait, what? God, like, Mamoru is spitting some mad facts. It's like, yeah, the bond between them is amazing and deep, and that one yen coin binds them together, but at the same time, that's not what he needs right now. What he needs is safety and protection. Hmm. Oh, it's so good. Oh. He Hiroki does not Know how to read a room. <laughs> Interesting. He's claiming responsibility for the uh, for the lysogenic Amazons. Right. I wonder if it's. Just a general guilt over, like, all this is my fault because I couldn't stop Mamoru? Or if he knows something specific about where it came from, about whose arm that is. Yeah. Oh. Oh shit, they're susceptible to lysogenic infection. Haruka's? Yeah, because uh, he's a hybrid. Chihiro's whatever the fuck he is. Uh huh. Which means that their human cells are vectors of infection. Oh. Well, not vectors, oh. they can be infected. Huh. Well, Chih- Haruka's. Uh- Amazon, who's had human cells given to him by uh, Mizuzawa. Huh. Huh. Oh, it's the balloon poodle from the fair. Uh-huh. Of her memories? For her body. Oh, my bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love this guy. He looks so disgusted. <laughs> So, like, the new extermination team isn't nearly as good as the OGs, but... Yeah. They have their moments. <laughs> they have their moments of just being so funny. Yeah. Got that Instagram filter on it. Oh. oh shit holy crap <laughs> that's one way to give a massage have a ceiling guillotine <laughs> that's pretty hilarious also feels like it wouldn't work just like I feel, I feel like something would go wrong very easily with a ceiling guillotine. I forgot that, like, she opened it up with a broom. That's funny. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you have it open up, like, with the lever? Who knows? And my allergies are so bad right now. Uh-huh. I've sneezed like 10 times during this reaction or commentary. And yet you didn't kill them. Odasaki just never cares about anything. <laughs> yeah.
Did they share that uh, Chihiro may be susceptible to lysogenic cells? I don't think so, no. Because, like, I feel like that's, like, what if he gets exposed, like, during a hunt or something and just goes ape shit? Like, who, who knows how, like, that would work? Right. <laughs> he was hanging out with Eu's father, who was who I think was a doctor. Oh, wait a second. That's that's right. Like he does know more about lysogenic cells than apparently uh than apparently uh 4C does. Right. Ah, there it is. I mean, he is a human that was infused with Amazon cells. Yep. So, like, it could make sense that he might evolve or uh, change based on it. Right. And maybe if he was studied by... uh, Doggo. Doggo's probably going to die knowing this series. Doggo. I love Barry, the Amazon sniffing dog. How heavy do you think a human head is? Mm, they're roughly. I honestly don't know. Uh, did you ever watch? Uh, what was that show where uh, with like her name was like Olivia Pope or something, and she uh, like would help prevent. Uh, Stuff from uh, becoming like uh, scandals. Was it scandal? Maybe Olivia. Yeah, scandal. The, name, the name Olivia made me think of French, but but so uh, yeah, yeah. In uh, in scandal, like her father is sent like a brick every single day, uh-huh. uh, like for like X amount of days until he has the exact weight of human head. Which right. you would know because he used to be in, like a, a straight up assassin and the head of an assassin organization. Uh huh. Oh, she has a son, or ouch! So she's not the Amazon. 
It's her boyfriend or or no, not can't be her son. Human. Uh-oh. Oh, this dude's a lysogenic infectee. Yeah. Also, Yo! I'm going to say, like, between the doctor only eating the brains and apparently this guy only eating the heads, uh -huh. like, these lysogenic Amazons are just so picky eaters. <laughs> Yo! That's a fake head if I ever saw one. Yeah. It was so rubbery. Yo! Yo! <laughs> I, I love the Rose Amazons. So many decapitations. Decapitations for days. I get very... Oh! <laughs> I got Darth Mauled! <laughs> Except I don't think this guy's turning back and coming back as like a spider cyborg. Oh my god, he has a Halo energy sword. It does look a bit like it, doesn't it? Energy sword Sunday. Chong. I get very giddy at such violence. Sorry, people. <laughs> It's such good violence. I love it. Also, I imagine it has to hurt when, so when like, an Amazon's, like, transforms on top of you. Because that shit looks like it's a thousand degrees hot. Yeah. Ooh, a new power. A nail gun? Ooh, that's cool. Also, oh, those are scissors. And his girlfriend's a hairstylist. No, she's a masseuse, isn't she? Oh. No, I mean, she was, like, washing the hair to get ready oh. for the uh, haircut. You're right. Maybe, like, they both worked at the barber shop together, because that was where he would have gotten infected, because that's where the uh, uh, water container was. Maybe. Also, I, lo I love how he's still wearing his human clothes. I, lo I love that about the lysogenics. Ouch. Yeah. What? Mamaru. I mean, this Rose guy is incredibly tough, so I can see, I can understand wanting to recruit him. Yeah. Haruka? Whoa 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 whoa, 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 
Oh, God, I, I love Hanukkah's morality because like. He, he's not like a good person, but he's also not a bad person. Like he's just decided that I, I'm going to group people into two different groups, people I will protect and people I won't. Right. Like he's he's very good with just keeping those two things separate. Like at this point, before like he had trouble figuring out how to separate those two groups. Uh-huh. But Huh. Well, that was an episode. Yeah, that was uh that was in fact uh rambling roses. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love this episode. Who's your writer of the week? Mamaru. Huh. Like that speech he gave at the beginning, like him yelling, what is that gonna do now? Like when they show him the coins. Right. Like I, I, I the actor did a great job. I love how much he's changed. Like, I don't like the actions he's doing, but it's such a good character arc. It's good, yeah. I I don't agree with the character's actions or motivations, but it, it's uh, it's sold pretty well, I think. Yeah, like I can understand it completely. Like I understand the motivations and actions perfectly. Like and we saw we we basically saw Mamoru grow up. Like he was a child before him. Like he was a literal child. Right. And then as uh, as season one went on, like he started growing like more mature, more mature, until the incident with Kazuya's arm. And then he entered into more adolescent stage where he like reflects on his actions. He feels guilty and afraid. Now he's an adult and he's seen the darkness that the world has and is just ready to fight back, even if that's not the best way to fight back. Uh-huh. My writer... Oh, uh, sorry, uh, go ahead. Yeah, the, the actor just sold it so well. Uh, Ryota Kobayashi, just A-plus, man. All right. My writer of the week is the ceiling guillotine. <laughs> 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 that is some fishing spot being tackled by the moth finger bullshit. Oh, God. <laughs> that is some secret sauce so bullshit. I, I, I love how they, she hit it with the roots, opened up the vent, and then did, was, was the rope hanging from the ceiling not like a no, thing of note? Like, hey, what's up with it's some very cartoony bullshit, and I love it. I'm gonna make my monster of the week that guillotine. Who's your your monster of the week? Was did you the say guillotine? This? Okay, yeah, you cut out a little bit for me. My monster of the week is the guillotine. Uh, <laughs> my monster of the week, uh, I guess Kurosaki for just being sort of a 
droopy-eyed um, nihilist, I guess. That man cares about nothing for nothing. Right. Like, uh, that's part of his charm, and I am charmed by him. But uh, at the same time, you know? Like, sure. he's a he's a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your episode rating? I said I was going to give this a 9 out of 10, but the scene that I remembered as being my favorite scene maybe in this entire show uh, isn't until next episode. I forgot that they split it here. So I'm going to give it an 8.5 because Mamoru's speech got me. Like, like Mamoru's whole deal just got me. So 8.5. All right. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. I really liked that fight scene against 4C getting completely ripped to shreds against the Rose Amazon. Oh god, they were so decapitated. I loved that. That was so good. I kind of have a thanks for thing for decapitations and fight scenes, folks. Decapitation! <laughs> but yeah, 8 out of 10. For uh, by the way, on the uh, wiki, this episode has an alert. This scene contain this episode contains scene of blood, several decapitations, scary imagery, and dismemberment. Viewer discretion is advised. I also something I love about the Rose Amazons is it has like this bloody Joker smile. Oh, I didn't really notice that. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me just. I'll I'll send you. An, I'll send an image of it. Sure. But folks, with that, we come to the to an end of this first intermission episode. Anna, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, soon, my podcast, uh, not another DXD podcast, uh, is going to come out. I promise. We're going to have that first episode out. It's going to be great. We're going to we have a we have a segment where we clock how many times boobs are shown and at what timestamp, and it's great. <laughs> Okay. And it's coming, I swear. Not another DXC podcast soon. If you say so. I know I've been promising this for literally six months. Oh no, Anna. I've been burned too much. Okay, in my defense, it was a literal house fire that caused this delay. Eh. Anyway, as for me, you can find me at also at Pokemon Primeval. It's an actual play Pokemon RPG podcast where we sort of explore what the world of Pokemon may have been like or will be like across different eras of its history. We are in our second season and we're like about, I think, three quarters of the way through our second season, Apocalypse Now. We're basically exploring what the post-apocalypse would be like in a Pokemon world. It's very good. You guys should give it a listen. Uh, and you can also find us on Twitter at double underscore common. And that's about it. That's a common K-A-M-E-N. Yes. Uh, not common like some sort of common bitch. <laughs> yes, thank you, Anna. And with that, let's go ahead and head Sheen out of here. Hey. Sheen!